1: Here we go. Four, three, two, one. I, got t- I can
0: handle TMZ. TMZ. Oh, this is going to be a good one. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast, where I bring you the best and the brightest from the world of business, marketing, and foot care to help you harness your own inner tenacity and drive your career forward. I'm excited to welcome my guest today, Gloria Williams, founder and CEO of Foot Nanny, a line of premium lotions, soaks, and oils focused strictly on the feet, which she believes should be part of everyone's daily self-care regimen. The Chicago native has what celebrities like Oprah Winfrey call her a magic touch. And while working as a freelancer at the Oprah Winfrey show, she noticed the star wasn't getting the best possible pedicure. Hmm, opportunity. And given the chance to do Oprah's feet once, she vowed to take her service to the next level. And as they say, the rest is history. And Williams became Winfrey's personal pedicurist. Wow, that's crazy. And I'm excited to learn all about Oprah's feet and unpack Gloria's journey. Gloria Williams, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. Isn't that what they say on CNN? Thank you for having me, Adam. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so funny. I think I think we literally had the best pre-interview conversation, but we'll leave that between the two of us here. Um mm. so before we get to the good stuff, before we get to the details and nitty-gritty of Oprah's feet here, let's bring it all the way back here. And and correct me if I'm wrong, it started with your grandmother. Tell us what you learned from your grandmother at a young age and, and what she meant to, you know, your community growing up.
1: Well, my grandmother passed the old-fashioned rub down to my mother. My parent my mother and my grandmother roots are in Alabama. So my family moved north um from the south, which a lot of African American families did. And then I was born there in Illinois.
0: Ba-ba-da-ba. So
1: grew up in a small town, you know, saw my mother by her being from the um South she was a healer in the neighborhood. And that's how it was back then. You know, no matter where you were from, I'm older, I'm like 57-ish. Yeah. So I know people say I don't look it, but I feel it sometimes. But back then, every neighborhood really meant that neighborhood. Somebody in the neighborhood knew something. Somebody knew something. You borrowed from your neighbor sugar cream. Well, my mother went through healing everyone. And she believed that if you rub down someone's feet first and then you work your way up to the knees and the arms, the whole body will feel better. And that was true.
0: So It, it true. starts at so the I, feet.
1: Yes. And so I would tag along with her and she would teach me how to do the moves. And I'm like, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm just going to do it. And so if you keep doing things over and over, you know, that subliminally is in the back of your mind. And um, now I'm the foot in
0: um, we'll we'll unpack that in a little bit, but you know, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, reading it into this, right? Your mom mm-hmm. was a healer. Your grandmother was a healer. Was passed mm-hmm. down. They were the the nucleus of of a of the community. Aside from the religious leaders, yes, I'm sure they've heard their fair share of gossip and good stuff and what was going on.
1: Oh yeah, down in Alabama, it's not just it was a neighborhood. It's called Hunter Station, small town area where everybody was related. So your cousins will be here, over there, over there, over there. Everybody's related. But then when you move up north and my mom, she used to see a lot of things. She used to see a lot of, um. she used to see a lot of things, my mother. She was, uh, actually, we had a peephole in the door. You know how you, traditionally you have a little peephole. Right. Back in the day, we used to have a triangle. And you would look at the whole thing. Cut. Right, you could see out, but they couldn't see in. Mm-hmm. So my mother used to see everything. She would so just be. What are they doing over there that was the Instagram of back in the day in the six sixties and seventies
0: i think i think I think life was better before camera phones you were able to yes. do 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 whatever you want there so you know you you grew up being influenced by you know your mother and your grandmother mm-hmm. how did how did you take that to going to being a a pro a professional nail technician
1: well um let's put it like this one day someone submitted my name to a um a school a beauty school, and I was actually you know, in high school at that time, but finishing high school. But in high school, I learned administrative assistant work, which they call secretaries back then. We learned all that stuff. So I say all that to say if I didn't have that, I wouldn't have been the foot nanny right now because all those skills that I right. had came back. Even though you have a job you hate, like, oh, why am I here? Those skills come to your help you in the future.
0: There's foundational elements to it.
1: Yeah, we have to embrace all of that. And hmm. so then I uh, went to school one day and uh, I tried the little nail schools, only nine weeks. And OK, nobody wants to do feet. But by me seeing my mom and dad interact with foot care, my mother would soak my father's feet in Epsom salt when he would come home from work. My mother was a home homemaker. Um, we had a candy store. That's another thing I'll tell you about. But, um, subliminally I saw that. So when I went to nail school, they were like, oh, this lady comes in with a, wants a pedicure and nobody wants to do feet. And I what? said, I'll do it.
0: Why did, why did feet get a bad rap?
1: I guess it was like, even now you have a lot of nail techs that don't do feet. They just won't do it. Hmm. It's That's called opportunity. Like you have to have a passion for also and feel comfortable with it and know that you're going to cleanse their feet before you touch them. But this particular lady she did not have any toenails. Because back in the day, if you had a toenail problem, they would remove all your toenails. So if, they, if you had a fungus, a really bad fungus, ugh,
0: Just take care of it.
1: Take it all off. And so I yeah. felt comfortable with her. I didn't care. I mean, I was looking at the foot. i scrubbed scrub them down, and soaked in salt, in Epsom salt like my mama did my daddy and my daddy did her. My father would soak my mother's feet when he was in the doghouse.
0: That's a that's a good man right there. Yeah. And my wife, because yeah. she usually listens to most of my episodes, I don't want you to get any ideas here. Yeah. Next time I'm in the doghouse, <laughs> I'm not very good. I, I I'm not good at massaging, and and my wife kind of thinks that when we first started dating. Side note here, a little quick story, Gloria. Okay. I, I'm just not good at massaging. I don't. I just don't. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I don't. I don't enjoy it. So she thinks it's a scam just because I. So I didn't have to do it. So for 14 okay. years, she thinks I'm trying to get away with it.
1: Okay. it's nice. It's a, are trying, but you know, observe her more. You know, you've been married for a while. So kind of observe her, see if she really likes those deep bubble baths and stress relief moments. You know, just observe. So that's why I learned it from my mom and my dad. And so I just kept doing nails. And kept doing nails. And then I was still working downtown as administrative assistant. And then after doing that for like three years, of combination with nails, I was like, I got to stop. Because I made more in one day of doing nails than I would make in a week of uh, sitting there with the right, old presidents and all them. You know.
0: So go hit the rewind button for a second and tell us a little bit about the candy store. Was it? Was it a? Was it a family? Was it passed down in the family?
1: Yeah. Well, it's something my mother needed to do. So she, my father would. You know, back then, if a woman worked, it was like, oh, I can't take care of my family. What would the neighbors say? So she had a candy store. And so what I would do was I would go and I would take orders at school, grammar school when I was in grammar school, take orders like, oh, you want non latest, Chico stick, you know, whatever, all those candies good candy wine candies, you know jolly ranchers all that. Pick those. Mm-hmm. I would take the orders and then I'll go home fill the order and then take it back to school and get the money. So I learned in my in my younger age like 12, 13, 14 how to really move that money as far as here.
0: You're learning business.
1: Right. And so I tell everybody now if it's something that you did some people bury their past because a lot of it is painful. But you gotta find something in there that you can work. Because the, go ahead.
0: It's it's called your shit pit. The oh. gold is in the shit pit, Gloria.
1: Okay. Okay, little Howard Stern. Okay. <laughs> All right.
0: The gold the gold is in the shit pit. So let's let's fast forward. Ship it. Are you saying shit pit? The ship pit. Oh okay. shit. shit pit. The gold is in your shit pit. The gold is in the struggle. The gold okay. is when you're at your bottom. Okay. That's when you pull, that's when you're pulling yourself up out of it. So, so fast forward, how did, how did, how did you land working on the Oprah show, Oprah production team? How'd you, how'd you get involved with that?
1: Well, um, one day I was working downtown in the gold coast for Mario Tricocci. I was a manager of 36 nail techs. That was like the spots in the fourth Chicago city. four 900 North Michigan baby. Okay. And so I overheard someone say that they had a spot at Harper, and I was like, "What?" It was what well, Oprah show then. Yeah, I said they got a spot. Wait, man, hold on, wait a minute, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I went and I applied, but it took two years to get in. And I did one day a week for three years after I got in, and uh, finally, well, I said one day a week for three years before she came into the spot, and I saw her go by me like Jesus had walked by. So it
0: was who's, like whose yeah. feet were you doing?
1: I was just servicing at the spa at Harpo, we service all employees. Oh, and, and okay, so it's you... in
0: the production series. So so yes. the first so let's I'm so, 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 so wait, let's let's go back to something you just mentioned. The first mm-hmm. time that Oprah physically graces your presence.
1: She walked past me.
0: Did she levitate?
1: No, she just kind of floated. She yeah. floated.
0: Okay. Got it. Got it. Little and there's little an, little an, little. an and there's an And Did she did she like glance over and give you a look?
1: No. Mm-mm. She was focused on going to the th- pedicure throne and she knew the nail tech. I didn't know her. So I'm sitting there doing her uh, publicist nails and I'm like, Oh my God, she's coming in the spot. And so that was it. And so I'm looking out of my right eye going mm-mm, mm-mm, no bubbles, no towel roll. You know, when you, when you get a pedicure, it's not what a lot of people might experience today. And I think that's why I just opened these um, multiple foot nanny spots. Uh, The first one I have on Wilshire and Beverly Hills, and then I have uh, Rodale Drive. I have Hollywood.
0: I wish I interviewed you before I came to LA recently. I would. I love a great pedicure. I get. I get like two a year. I get one at the beginning. Yeah.
1: So
0: so so so.
1: It's an experience with footmen.
0: When was the first time, Gloria, that you interacted with Oprah? When's the first time that you spoke with her? Okay, like
1: after those three years. That first time I saw her, maybe like three months later, because I. I, I was servicing her glam squad. So I asked him, you know, hey, give me a chance. Give me an opportunity. Come Come in, coach. One time. Just let me. Kind of one give me the shot. You know what was out there in that song by Eminem? You got one shot. One... And when that, it begins, dum, we... dum, dum, dum. that was the... my. Pop- mm.
0: It pumps you up, right?
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. I was big on. Me- and I'm big on metaphysics as well. I'm a Baptist. Yes, I'm Baptist, a Christian. But I'm big on metaphysics. Um, The power of the mind and and. You know, you, so of.
0: you manifested it. You put it out into the universe that Oprah's feet are going to be in front of you one day.
1: She needs me. But and Mario Tricochi trained me. Working for Mario's trained me because I had done all all celebrities, sports athletes, New York Yankees, uh, White Sox. We had a whole big department. So I handled all that. So when I saw her, I was like, okay, just give me my shot. Just let me help her. Help us with that. So
0: tell, tell, tell us that first time.
1: She called down and said she wanted a service. And I overheard the manager saying something over the phone. And uh, she said, no, 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 she wants Gloria. She's particular, specific. Because, you know, back then it was very serious when you uh, did not, was not able to do something or something. He was like, no, no, I'm doing her. No, no, no. It was like a, like a fight. <laughs> so I said, oh, so she came in and um, I came, I had everything ready. Presentation two of every tool, So if something fell, I didn't have to pick it up. Just prepared. Keep
0: you need to be prepared. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. The water to me, the water for me, the water presentation is great. I don't like someone putting their feet in the water and then they fill it up. I like the whole mood to be ready, warm water, and then you submerge your feet in the water.
0: I agree with you. I don't like, I don't like just leaving my feet in and then the water's pouring over. I don't like that. Yes. Yeah,
1: that's, that's crazy. That's. Mm.
0: So she comes in, she sits down in the chair.
1: Yes, and I served, and I just served. So she read her, uh, she was reading the the book or looking on her phone, one of the two. But I I think it was more reading the book because then she would unwind. And that was it. And so after I finished, um, at first she tried to guide me a little bit, just a little guiding, you know, with the foot, like... "Mm, Everyone has their preferences. Yeah, and I said, I got this, I got you. Okay. Woosa. So I I didn't... (laughs) so then i just went on and did it and i was a nervous wreck but you know in a in a way but i was still a pro and i did what i had to do and i got to the point and my specialty is when i finish your feet it's like a baby's butt mm. so if you had any kind of callus or any kind of dryness if your feet are, when you get up out my chair oh you know you might have to hold the rail in the shower. Might just slip, over,
0: slip around a little bit. Yes, so, so what, yes. did, what, what did what did she say to you at the end of, uh, at the end of the first treatment?
1: What was that? That was amazing. And so I do find out my clients' uh, preference of essential oils. Uh, she loved at that point, that time back then, um, it was lavender. That she wanted a little light lavender in her water. It was amazing. That's the amazing. Scrubs. I just do it all. What could your business do with dozens of additional closed sales every single month? I'm Brian Cristiano, CEO of Bold Worldwide and creator of Deal Flow Accelerator, boot camp style training program for business owners, entrepreneurs, and sales leaders to help them close up to 30 to 120% more deals in just six weeks. If you want to learn more about this program or watch a webinar on how to implement this strategy yourself, visit bold.ceo slash pause. Let's grow.
0: So you had your shot, you took it. But what happened when Oprah fired out that famous tweet in 2011?
1: Well, when she fired out the tweet, it was, I thought Twitter had just started. You yeah. know? And I, I know I had said 2011, but during my yeah. research, it was 2012. All right. I was just kind of, so I came in with a t-shirt. I thought of Foot Nanny, the word, the name, all that, owned it, all that. And when I sat down, you know, I had gave her a box with the shirt in it. And when I sat down and I was waiting for her to come in, she comes in and go, oh, <laughs> I'm like, what? She said that, that's it, the foot, that's it.
0: She loved, she knew it. She
1: loved it. And she always said, whatever it is, cause I asked her, you know, what, what do I do with this? I mean, I'm servicing you, show is ending. People are, you know, like loving what I do. What do I do? She said, You have to think of that. What do people say? So, Adam, I bet if you go back and think about what people said about you, they probably say, Oh my god, you got the radio voice. Oh, you should be doing commercials.
0: They said I have a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it since I was a little one. Yeah, I mean you're you're literally being blessed by by by, by the yeah, queen you got herself. One there. Second.
1: Yeah, you got five seconds. Just tell me what I should do. And I didn't bother her. You know, I usually let the client guide me. But this time, I felt like the universe tapping on my neck. Ask her, ask her, ask her. It's
0: your, it's your chance.
1: Right. So I asked. I took a deep breath and I asked. And she said, you have to think of the name. Nobody can think of it for you. You have to hmm. think of the name. And I remember someone tried to think of a name for me. And I was like, I'm not using that name. And I guess he thought I really was going to use some crazy ass name.
0: But now perfect. No,
1: no, no, not that name. It was something they were trying to plant in my head. So what what I recommend to people out there, when you're trying to think of a name for yourself or your company, don't let people tell you what they think. And for God's sake, don't let them tweet uh, or text you. Because a lot of people will text you to set you up. That didn't happen to me back then. But now this text message stuff, baby, don't answer. No
0: what happened after that Well, so well, let's bring everyone back here so o- oprah essentially tweeted about you thank like, yes and you're like holy shit like
1: the feedback yeah the feed i didn't even expect it i didn't know what was happening right then it was like the the world was spinning and she said let's do a video and so what what the value of that is the the feedback back then came from emails even though it was a tweet right it went to aol and right. when you shot over the AOL, that crew, you know, that's the AOL crew, they emails. Dah, 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 dah. And I, to this day, I can't figure out how to do that. I can't figure <laughs> so, out how to lock it in to go like that.
0: I don't, I don't even know. So you, so your, your career exploded and you started to appear on air. What was that like for you? Did you always feel you had a natural, you know, stage presence?
1: Yeah, people said, uh, the, like I see you, that. you know, they were always like, oh, you should be a comedian. Huh? I don't just think of throats. I just roll with just it. Funny. You know?
0: I just There's a it difference out. between being a stand-up comedian and being funny. There's a huge <laughs> difference.
1: Yeah. So doing... I could
0: cut my toenails, but I'm not a pedicure, same thing.
1: <laughs> it's funny. It is funny. Um doing what do you mean? When I okay on Home Shopping Network when I got on there, I mean it was it was a task trying to get used to that, but because I kept looking at the camera and I was like, which camera? Which camera? And once you know which camera. One, two. I said you got to talk louder. If you talk louder, I can hear you. Camera two, camera one. So once I got used to that, it was better. I, I it was great. But my first time on there, Gail called me.
0: Are we going to talk? So Gail called into Home Shopping
1: Network.
0: <laughs> was that planned, or you're like,
1: no? I did not know Gail was calling me. I asked, I asked someone from the magazine if they could call. And and call in and and he said yes and then all of a sudden they said Gail King's on the phone I'm saying Gail
0: <laughs> where's Oprah
1: <laughs> No that was not
0: I'm kidding you don't no, want to so throw
1: Oprah out we, there we right? we
0: are so we are we are we are jumping a couple of steps ahead here your your career blows up yeah you're in high demand yeah. how did the idea come on, for, how did for, the idea come for a product line
1: Well the product line was then I had I had cream. A little bit when she did the tweet, but the feedback from all of the people emailing amazing, great. Let me see if I for example, I had a lot of diabetics coming at me, and my mom was diabetic. So I learned that, you know, how to take major care
0: foot problems. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. But they were like, we need this, the word diabetic, diabetic, that. And now I just, this beginning of, uh, towards the middle of last year, I launched my diabetic line. So, I have a diabetic cream and salt, and it Great. really makes me feel so humble, like yesterday, I packed four sets, but people need to understand. I make the sauce with my hands, so when people my own two hands, so when people get the sauce, I make big bins of it because you're, my kids taught me how to mix
0: you're making you're making your product. yes, so let me get this straight. You still make every batch. Salts, cream, you do it by hand yourself. Is that like just the magic? Yes. The magic? Why can't this be mass produced?
1: Uh, no, I need the salts. When people order salts, they need to be fresh. So, cream is fresh, yes. However, my chemist can handle that part. I work with him because he's a, he does smaller batches. The most he can do is 10,000 jars at a time. And that takes us a couple of weeks. It's mm-hmm. not mass produced at like a lot of things, yeah. you know, and I feel like when you go too big, you, you, you lose the quality. A good point. So he taught me how to mix and make it, make it last. So I prefer to make them fresh so that the cu- customer, when they order, they have a longer use out of it. Or when they open it, I, you have to understand the feedback from those emails made me know that I needed to put me in their house. So when they open that jar, I want it to burst with putting in.
0: They want to feel it and get the whole experience want,
1: there. Yeah, because when you have uh, Oprah hollering, oh, my God. They want to feel that. They want to holler, oh, my God, too. They don't want her to holler, oh, my God.
0: That's experience.
1: Oh. Yeah, they want that same, oh, they want to feel, they want that. They want that.
0: Interesting. So going back, what was one of those key early lessons? In, listen, you're, you're an entrepreneur. You're a business owner. Yeah. What was one of the hardest things when you were starting out. I mean, you have the experience going back to when you were, you know, a kid, you know, running the candy back and forth to school, taking yeah. orders and everything. But what was that experience? Now, now, now you're big time. Now, now you're selling a product out into the universe. You're on Home Shopping Club. Yeah. What was one of those key early lessons that you're like, geez, that was a tough one.
1: Keep it, Keeping everybody out of my ears, you know, um, not sharing my thoughts with everyone. Um, you know, cause I moved to California. So it's totally different than the Midwest. Um, not um, asking someone's opinion, more like focus on my customer. What does my customer, what are they saying to me? Just keeping focus with the customer, delivering what they expect you to deliver. If they're not happy about something, I'm involved. I have a call center, yes. I have they there in Simi Valley, they answer. That's their that's their business. I have two graphic artists, mm-hmm. all these things. But the people that do things for me are not sitting in front of me. And that's the hard thing about entrepreneurs these days. Some people feel like you need to have, oh, accounting is over there. And so on, so on. this is 2021. We don't even that we can't even, if you have online business and you moving foot cream and sauce like I'm moving it you can't have no everyday little bookkeeper over there you need no. a software so my business has grown with technology I love it I use is, a company called bench, bench. What's,
0: what's been the what's been the hardest part of growth for you for you inside like what's been the hardest part of you becoming this I mean you're you're the you're the, the having, foot nanny. More,
1: having more product because I'm turning down quite a bit of money I'm leaving money on the table. Well, then, you're
0: ensuring you're quality. That, there's a yeah, huge I mean, difference are, there. Totally
1: different. But that's, that's your
0: legacy, right? That's your legacy. Yeah. That's your brand. That's your product right there. Yes. If you started mass producing all of a sudden, listen.
1: Horrible. I tried it.
0: Like, Horrible. right? Like, 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 listen, there, there's, if you were on every shelf and every Target, every, every CVS, every convenience store, Yeah, it wouldn't be the same quality and no. feeling. It wouldn't be the same experience.
1: No, and 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 for example, I tried that. I've tried that before. I did a one little test. And what happens, what entrepreneurs need to know out there is that you'll make a deal, you could, with a manufacturer to manufacture some of your products. They'll say, oh, buzzer, woo, 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 we're gonna do it like this. Oh, okay, this is great. And when they go, when they say this, oh, you don't wanna have to worry about all that. Let, let us worry about that. See, that's how somebody can actually take your business from you without actually buying your business they can take the strength from it by saying we'll make it we'll do it and then they change the formula on their end they would have made a deal with you but then they cut that aroma or they cut that formula
0: yeah it's not and the same and it's, then the it's... customers
1: are like this ain't for
0: no it's not it's not the same so Gloria talk, talk to us a little bit about the last 18 months during COVID mm-hmm. uh tell us you know we, we talk a lot about silver linings where Good things happen during bad times. What was one, like, tell us something that wasn't so good, how it affected your business. And then tell us how your business has, uh, has benefited.
1: Well, wasn't so good was when COVID first hit. Um, I was, I had a structure where we're all in the same warehouse. Hmm. Um, the thing that was good was that in a, in a, it was bad for some, but good for me. People around me started losing their businesses. And I and I was surprised they even had a business with what they were selling. I'm like, I don't know how you make a business on that. But they started losing it. So that gave me an opportunity to get another warehouse next door and then another one next to my chemist, you know? Mm. And they were giving great deals too because it was like, ah! I mean, the deals were like, you couldn't pass it up? How much? And now that, you know, it, it it was great. And so I pivoted where I'm in one warehouse like the one I'm in now. I have one girl when it's a project going on, she's down at the other warehouse by herself. Then I have a, another family of three that work together in another, because they live together, they work together. So I was able to pivot in a strange way, For somebody's loss was my game. And then all of a sudden, all these orders start coming on a regular basis, which was hard for me, even though I'm putting any, I needed a regular flow. Boy, do I have a regular right. flow. Yeah. Woo. And Amazon, you know, I sell on Amazon. So Amazon was packed with PPE. So we couldn't, we couldn't like ship the all the stuff in. Mm-hmm. Right. So then we end up doing the distribution, you know. Uh, selling packing it
0: up, selling it directly.
1: Sell it for feel. like for Amazon, they would order, but we would ship it. So you would
0: fulfill it. Mm-hmm.
1: yes. But by the girls knowing how I think and how I work, I had the same things over there that I have in here. So the creams would come to them next to the chemist. They would label them. And then I would have my maintenance guy comes at night. He moves off. So it was a good thing. You know, it was, it was a crazy, it's still crazy. I love it. But I know people, I know that people can help themselves through my creams and my essential oils now with all this going on.
0: Is it for men too? Is it for anybody, with, for anybody with feet? Is it for anybody with feet?
1: Yeah. <laughs> this is the fun part about my brand, which I don't think a lot of people do. I actually market to the customer, the consumer. So when I see a woman buying cream, I'm like, is she buying for her husband, boyfriend? I need to know this. How do I know this? So I market to the customer. So if I sell a diabetic set, I know I'm selling it to a diabetic. If I sell the man cream, I'm selling it to a man. And then I start seeing one for him, one for me. I see a a rose and a man eucalyptus, and then I'm like, yes. So that's my that's my way of knowing who I'm selling to. Not somebody calling you on the phone or te- tapping into your information. I know the real people. Grandma. Another one that was great was Auntie Mama's. I, I, okay, so I have man unscented eucalyptus tea tree. They go, why man? I said, why not man? Why not? I Men grew three people. brothers and a daddy. Okay, so why not man?
0: Yeah, there's no, everyone loves a good, like you got to take care. You, you went back to the, to what you said earlier, right? Like it, you know, it, yeah, it, everyone has feet. You work hard. We're all on our feet all day long. Doesn't matter, man, yeah. woman, whatever you are. Yeah. Your feet are going to hurt. Your feet need care. Your feet need treatment. I love it. Chloe, where do you see the brand going in the next 10 years? Where would you love for the brand to go?
1: I don't know. Cause they say I've, I've survived more than any, most brands. I mean, I've been at it since 20, 2012. So, um, I see the brand being a stronger connection inside Amazon. I see uh, more of a customer experience online. I got a new website that we actually give you a test, a quiz on what you should get. I see uh, 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 not only my foot spots, which I have now going, getting ready to really pop them off in September. Love it. I also see uh, foot nannies in the neighborhoods. So th- that, that Mary Kay of foot care, that's me. So I see that I see that. And I have one thing called put Nanny door to door. So I see that person being that person in the neighborhood like my mother.
0: I love it. And that's really that. keeping the legacy, really keeping the brand, really yeah. keeping it really keeping it true. Let me ask you what, you know, you you've been through the ringer as a as an entrepreneur, as a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. what advice would you give to anyone out there who's struggling in entrepreneurship?
1: Well, for one, if you're um African American, don't think that uh, you have to keep that put it like this. Keep in mind, no matter if you're African-American, Hispanic, Jewish, because oh, you know the Jewish women got some cold wigs, baby. They got some wigs that, the, you know, I can't tell you the secret, but y'all, okay. That's a whole nother community. So you have to really keep an open mind, be a male, female, whatever, whatever nationality. Don't just sell to your nationality. Make something that can go... For everybody, that's right. And if you can't do it all in one, put different sections for different people. You know what
0: I mean? I love it. That's that's really good advice. So surround let,
1: yourself let, with people that know what they're talking about, not somebody that's trying to steal your thoughts.
0: Let's let's bring it home here, Gloria. What what does the word authentic mean to you?
1: Oh, real. Because I
0: get I get that from you. I get well. I, this is me. I I feel it. I feel it from the second we turn this computer on, the second yeah. we hit record. I, I feel it, but what does it mean? How do you how do you keep that translating through your products and your brands?
1: Even though people say, you should do this, you should do that. I don't feel it. It's not a part of my life. It's not a part of my story. My products have something to do with my life. Uh, stories, you know, stories on most of them. Go with your gut, you know. Go with your gut and, and test it. Do a little test. Don't jump all the way out there with both feet. Just do a little test. <laughs> I saw a girl on Shark Tank today. The other day, said she had a store on Etsy and did like six hundred thousand a year. I'm like, well, I'm going on Etsy and open me a foot nanny store, okay? So try Etsy. crazy. It's so simple. You don't have to worry about anything if you want to get started, get your feet wet, and then you got to have an Amazon store, okay? So just get your feet wet a little bit. Just try it a little bit, you know. Get out and there. Don't quit your day job. Put, you know, don't just jump out there, you know.
0: What, what's 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 the best advice you've ever received in your life that you take action on every day? It could be a mantra, it could be something your grandmother, your dad, your mom, someone someone told you something once, and you said, you know what, that resonated with me, and I'm going to repeat it every day.
1: Well, thank God for waking up in the morning. That's one. Thing. <laughs> um, just being real, you know. Don't I can be very strong with my opinions, so I have to kind of reel it back and think before I speak. That was hard for me.
0: Me too.
1: That was really hard. It took me some years for that. You too?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know it's hard because we want to say, you know, you want to say it, but you got to, you got to know your audience and, you know, mm-hmm. last but not least, you, you, you go back, you go back in your life. You think about those hard times, the struggles. Yeah. And during those hard times, Gloria, you had to pull yourself up, you had to pull mm-hmm. yourself up and you had to harness that inner tenacity, that fire inside of you to keep you going. And right now, 2021, I see Mm -hmm. that shelf of product behind you. You're grateful for this business, this life that you built. Mm -hmm. How do you keep yourself focused? What is your compass? Gloria Williams, what is your North Star in life?
1: I have to work hard so that people know that um, I want everyone to know my parents meant a lot to me and the world and my family. But I just want them to know that um, there's a reason for everything I've been through. And I have to share it with the world. I'm here to serve. And I wouldn't have went through all of that that I went through with learning, looking at my mama doing my daddy's feet, look, looking at her mix of concoctions, you know, going through all this business stuff I've been through. I can truly say now, I'm I have a lot going on, but I'm very centered and I'm okay with it. And stay in the now. You know when they say stay in the now? Don't worry about tomorrow. Worry about right now. Deal with what you got today. I love and- it. One thing I will say this, I just want to end with this. Go for it. When you pray and you ask for something, release, no matter who you are, you have to believe it's gonna happen. And then you get ready for it. Actually get ready for it. If you said, you know what, I want to take my family on a family vacation around the world, whatever on a question, just tell your wife, say, honey, did you what is that luggage at? She don't say, What are you talking about? the luggage, you know, dude, what's the luggage looking like? Actually put it into motion and get ready for it because you're going to bring it to you. I will tell you that. I know that 100%. And I'm going to practice what I preach.
0: I love it. Gloria Williams, thank you so much for joining me today. I want everyone to check out footnanny.com. But where else? Where else could folks find you? Where could they connect with you? Where could they learn more?
1: Footnanny.com, Footnanny Instagram, Footnanny Twitter, Facebook. Uh, definitely Amazon.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. Gloria. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hang with me for a moment here as I wrap things up. Thank you, everyone. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Listening to it as much as I did recording it. Gloria is awesome. Definitely check her out. You know where to find us all at thepodcast.com. All the social media channels. If you like this episode, please share it. Sharing means caring. Remember, take care of each other. Look out for one another and catch us next week for another great episode of the podcast. Take care, everybody.